BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. It's almost the end of the week. And we're celebrating by having one of my favorite people ever come on The, the Toast. You guys requested her. I heard your cries. It's Hannah Burner. Hannah Burner, how you darn? Getting asked back is like, privilege. I mean, my head is so big right now. You and Paige. Oh my God, love my well, life. I was telling Paige, you know, I'm like a nosy, sorry for everyone who has had to hear this twice, but I'm like a nosy bitch and I love having people on during maternity leave, people who have podcasts, people who have big followings and seeing like who really converts, you know, like who's driving downloads, who's who's promoting the episode and bringing their listeners, you know, great thing about maternity leave is we're reaching new audiences. Yes. Um, and so I, I'm a nosy, curious girl, curious mm -hmm. little cat. And so I like to see who performs well. And the giggly girlies always show up for they you come and Paige. Through. Well, the, gig the gigglers and the toasters, I feel like overlap a Paige little. Paige literally said the same thing. Paige and I, I mean, we're in this weird place where like we finish each other's sentences right now. We finish each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches. Ooh, I'm hungry. Me but, too. Well, not, you're not really hungry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and I just had like a 10 minute conversation about Ozempic before. Dead. No, I'm She's actually, like, I miss being hungry. Sorry, actually, I'm really not hungry. But saying, <laughs> saying you're hungry is literally, um, for, it's, Humble like brag. it's like breathing for me. Yeah. Like I just always, whenever it's like silent, I'm like, I'm hungry. Do you feel like, not to turn this on you, but you've like, have to get a new personality now? Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> and I think anybody who's like been fat for a really significant period of their life can attest to how being fat is a personality trait yeah and you have to act certain ways and i just had this conversation with jackie where i was like i feel like a lot of the things that i used to say like i could get away with because when you're fat like you're really invisible like nobody gives you any sort of um there's no credence to like you, you never have to worry about getting kidnapped 100 but i was like i just used to say the kind of inappropriate things yeah and like I, I feel like I can't say that anymore because it's not appropriate. Whereas like you used to, like I used to get away with anything because people were never really like putting respect on what you said. Wow. Yeah. I mean, anything you say comes with the context of who you are. That's why if someone says something, it's funny and someone says it and they're like, mm, I'm offended. No. And also as a comedian, like my entire brand of humor is about being fat. Being fat and the self-deprecation that comes with that. Of course. And so it's kind of been, and now I really, and I believe that like being fat is a physical state of mind. Yeah. I, it's a physical state, but it's also a mental state a of mental mind. State. So I have had to kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about like next. <laughs> but I was talking to Paige about this, that it's actually the reason why I think Ozempic is unfair because all the fat girls who had to do the most, do the most and created the most incredible personalities yes, yes. are now hot and yep. funny and I'm feeling attacked. No, by the way, um, that's why I feel like, like the world can't handle this. No, I know. <laughs> I, I actually feel like a lot of the backlash on Ozempic is from like skinny people who've just really not had to try. Like when you're Well, they had skinny privilege. Right. You have to try so much harder. You have to be so funny. You have to be so exciting. You have to do the best makeup. Yes. So now I have literally the personality a 10. Uh -huh. I have hair and makeup skills, 10, 10, because I was always hiding, like hair, glam, eyeliner. And now people are noticing me because when you're when you're fat, you're literally just relegated to like when a When I say island. it's over for you hoes. It's 
over. And, I, and by the way, I've thought my whole life, I'm like, when I get skinny, I don't know when that's going to be, but uh-huh. when I get skinny, uh-huh. it's over for these hoes. <laughs> and the day has come. And I saw somebody on TikTok say this, and it was so appropriate because everyone's been talking about the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's your Roman Empire? And somebody said this, and I was like, yes. Being skinny, mm-hmm. as somebody who was fat for so long, mm-hmm. is my Roman Empire. It's like, you think it's never going to happen? And I don't even know what to do now that I'm here. Well, that's what I want to ask you, because being skinny obviously doesn't solve everything. No. What are it the new issues that you're like turning to? Because when you obsess about something, yes. I find once you get it, you just find a new thing to obsess well, over. Well, that's true. And As a mentally ill girl. Yes, but something I actually <laughs> really struggle with, and I talked about this on our Patreon, is like, I now have a lot of mixed feelings. I have like shame. I have remorse. Mm. I, feel, I feel like a lot of embarrassment for the person I used to be. And I mean, I find, who doesn't? I know, and I just like find myself like getting angry at myself mm. for how I used to like not care about my body mm. and like my health. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how to reconcile that. Ooh. I know. I, but you know what? It's so self-aware of you. Now you're flipping the table. I know. Sorry. I'm Barbara Walters. No, literally. In the morning. <laughs> no, it's because in the morning I can't talk, so I'm like asking you questions. Uh, by the way, I feel that. <laughs> and something that you're doing that I find myself doing all the time whenever I'm on a podcast, I'm like, uh-huh. well, my sister Jackie said. <laughs> and, and Jackie told me this, and me and Jackie had this conversation, and you're like, well, Paige and I were just saying. Well, Paige, I hung out with her two days ago, and we were talking about our week, and I was like, so did you like mention me on the toast? She, of course. And she was like, well, obviously, I'm like, did you like say I was your best friend and stuff right. so like <laughs> did she I don't remember I don't know I don't think she used the phrase best friend yeah I'm gonna have to like look back I, at actually, it actually if I'm remembering correctly I think she called you an acquaintance that would be fitting mm-hmm. because right now she's in Charleston so I don't know right. who she is she when she's in Charleston I don't know who she is 100%. I have no idea we talked about how <laughs> everyone's I'm just talking about Paige all the time <laughs> but she goes to Charleston and we were panicking we're like there's no bodegas right there's no like chicken parmesan like it's what true. are you gonna do so when she's there I'm just like I'm here if you need me right gold belly talk about getting kidnapped literally <laughs> every time you come on this show on the show I feel like you've done so much since the last time you were here and I, I feel love the same it. with you, you know, I feel so like happy and excited for you after like your post-reality tv journey is just unparalleled like I can't think of anyone who's had more success off tv Cardi B Mm, yes she's my everything she's my everything that's a perfect example and I just feel like you're doing the most you're killing it and I love it so what have you been up to I feel like you're never home you're always on the road yeah I'm running away from my own thoughts I do actually have an issue I love how we go deep yeah but I feel like we're very similar we are like yesterday I I didn't have a gig last night Uh and I was watching the Beckham documentary on Netflix highly 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 recommend um but I watched the whole thing like I watched six hours and I was, I don't know what to do with myself when I don't have work. No, you're like, I'm a slob. I, I'm beca- disgusting. It's, it's zero to 100. Like, I'm either like, people are like, you're an Olympian, or people are like, you have the worst depression I've ever seen. No, by the way, that's like, not to complain, because this, like, what we get to do is so amazing. No, it's the only thing I want to do. But that's like kind of a weird downside is like you have weeks at a time where like you cannot breathe and you can't see your family and you're never home and then there's like slow months and weeks and you feel like a slob there's like a lot of instability well justin bieber um said that when he was great justin bieber the amazing justin bieber my roman empire said that he had so much dopamine from performing arenas as a kid that now like average things just like don't excite him (laughs) him. so the first time we did a giggly squad live show 
Paige, my bestie, um, she literally calls me up like two hours later in the hotel and she's like, I know how Justin Bieber felt. And I'm like, calm down. No, but like, <laughs> she does. You are Justin we Bieber. We are riding a lot of adrenaline highs. We are like addicts in a way where I was a tennis player. It was a lot of like big wins, mm-hmm. bad losses. Highs so and lows. Highs and lows. So I'm dealing with that like really crazy, exciting stuff, but then like forgetting how to be a normal human. Mm-hmm. And I would argue if I wasn't, people get drive from a lot of different things i think i do get drive from like failure like Mm -hmm. when bad things happen to me or i fail like whatever excites you like if i didn't have trauma i would be just like a really peaceful pilates teacher loving life no but also i think because you went through a period and i've been through like a few of them where you totally had to rebuild like canon events you didn't know like what you were going to be doing for a living Mm -hmm. next like Mm -hmm. and i think some people in this space just appear, maybe it's not that way, but they appear to coast. Like things just like look easy for them. They don't have like big, you know, breakdowns, <laughs> or, you know, like they just seem to be like always doing well. And when you have to completely rebuild your business yeah. and you don't know like if you're going to be able to do this full time anymore, yeah. it gives you a sense of perspective to like really appreciate the weeks and months where you're peaking. And you're not always going to be peaking. Oh, for sure. You don't know happiness until you know like deep, deep, you know, dark it's sadness. It's so true. I also think... I know that you haven't had a lot of breakups in your life because uh, no, you're haven't. perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, please. But I, it's like breakups where if a girl's had a lot of breakups, she always levels the fuck up. Like a yep. girl after a breakup, I'm like, oh, now you're a CEO. Yep. <laughs> you're like running a marathon uh-huh. and you've done tons of therapy. So I see all these like traumatic events that can happen that, you know, sometimes it's your fault. It's their fault. It's always a mix. It's never just you're the victim. Um, there's, you can always be self-aware about things. So like, I know that if I had nothing happened to me over the last five years, like I would still be the 25 year old Hannah who's fine, but but she's developed. She's undeveloped. Her brain's not developed. Right. So I've definitely grown the fuck up. And once you grow up and, and you know, you could survive shitty things, then you get dangerous. Then no, you're like, so what true. world? What do you want? It's so true. And that's why I think I feel bonded to you because yeah. we also are not walking around feeling like we deserve this. It's right. like we know how difficult anytime anyone even enjoys listening to us. Like, yeah. I literally am so grateful. Yeah. And it just, I feel like, um, I, I really do. I was actually thinking about this morning. I feel like, uh, every success or opportunity like I feel like I earned you know Mm. it's not like I blew up overnight and all these like I feel like every person who listens to the podcast like I worked so hard for that one person yes you know the second you think that like people deserve to just listen to you is when you get like dangerous yeah that's some dangerous shit well so we were just having this conversation we do the toast every day and you were like that's crazy but you're at a place now where you literally have like three or four weekly podcasts (laughs) So you pretty much every weekday record a podcast. And the one I want to talk to you most about is your most recent one because you did something I've always wanted to do but have been absolutely petrified to do, which is start a podcast with your husband. Because Ben is very frequently on the show. Yeah. And in the beginning when he first started coming on, oh my God, did I get shit. Because our shtick, and I feel like your shtick with your husband is very similar. Yeah. And we do this on the podcast, but we also do this in bed. Like yes. we yell at each other like we're always (laughs) yelling at each other and it's like there's a normal volume it's bickering it's not we're not fighting about infidelity bickering is so fucking hot bickering is my foreplay thank you for saying that but i used to get so much i'd be like claudia you're so mean i'm like have you ever been married bitch like and it used to give me such anxiety and now we got to a better place where like we're figuring it out and people love having been on but to commit to doing it every week is a brave thing uh, hannah it's a very brave choice well it was a transition because burning in hell i was doing for five years and i was interviewing people Mm -hmm. and now i'm on the road and i literally don't have time it's so much admin and research yes and 
if people don't know, Des was on Summer House for like literally two days. I was thinking about that last night. It became this whole thing. And he like didn't even tell his, his, his agent. Like he shouldn't have gone. But we were in that early like we Excitement. were. We were talking on the phone every night for like six hours. He was supposed to visit. There were COVID issues. Like it was this insane. Like we were not like living in reality. Right. So he does it. And I'm like, it'll be great. Like dead <laughs> no we literally like think about it imagine your wrong? future husband is visiting like how much better reality tv is that than it's this so guy that you're like newly obsessed with yeah and it obviously was not my year or month or even <gasps> my whatever and i mean he was so nice too yeah, like i don't feel like he did anything he, wrong no he literally like threw a, a pizza party for people yeah. like we were like we did all these things that you know people can see but it's fine so he was like, look, I'm not in this to get attention through you. Right. You have your career. I have my career. I'm not in this for publicity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, hot. Love. But then like, we, I I almost felt guilt that it was you my fault. You brought him into it. It was my fault that I I brought him into it and... Subjected him to that sort I of... I wanted to protect him for a while. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't want to get that high with your relationship where you're excited for the attention the relationship's getting besides what it actually is you're speaking absolute fucking facts bitch girly like that's why some people are like you can tell do you love the relationship or do you love the idea that people have of your relationship that like is obviously just made up right it's like like when people get upset about celebrities breaking up i'm like you have no idea who these people are like he he could have been you know horrible or she could have been so unhappy like maybe this is a great thing yeah so it was actually really healthy to not be putting us in the public eye. I actually really understand that. And I feel like I, I, didn't, I didn't know it at the time. But now looking back, like you really didn't do a lot of things publicly. And that's probably because you were like traumatized from him coming on your show and him like out of nowhere getting his ass handed to him for literally no reason. <laughs> like literally no reason. Oh, I understand that a lot. Like feeling that guilt. I had so much guilt to the point that like, God forbid I posted a photo and like, and then people were like, he's mean. he's older than me. I'm 32. He's 47. Zaddy. And people were like, so mean. Ageism. But no one was calling it out. Like that was straight bullying. Yeah. And he just like stayed quiet and he's so classy and he's such an adult. But I was like, I'm sorry for getting involved in my fucking dirt. Dirty oh mess God. for yeah. me to get attention. That makes so, so much like I had sense. to sit with that, work on it, and had to like not gain his trust, but like be in a safer place. And like also, you needed to like let go of that like remorse. Yes, and he also he's a comedian. That's the hardest thing. It's not like I have some shy guy. Right, he's, he's no social media. He's incredible. He's incredibly like funny and smart, and we have obviously chemistry. Mm-hmm. So we'd been like kind of talking about a pod. And he was like, if I can do what I love to do with you, which is banter, yeah, then let's do it. So we like waited for the right situation. And he's been, he basically like produces it. Cause yeah. mom's working, mom's on the road. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we did this thing called burner phone um, where people can submit like voicemails. voicemails. I love that. And we give different types of prompts. So sometimes it's really silly. Sometimes it's more serious. Right. Cause I feel like I'm always, people have to listen to me all the time and it's, it's really fun to listen to people be like, wait, there's real people listening. No, that's like part of this job I like didn't sign up for. Uh, <laughs> listening. I'm like, no, bitch, I want to talk. What about me? What about me? But you're right. Like, it's really like in order to be good at this line of work, mm-hmm. it's half listening. What do you say? You interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, we don't interview a lot of people, so like I never listen to anyone. No, interviewing is it's hard. very hard. And sometimes like they're in a mood or like yes. they don't want to open up. And you're like, I'm tired. So it's at this point where he, me and him could just be ourselves. Every now and then, it's funny because like 
he's is your husband so yeah. he'll be like why'd you bring that up and no. i'm like i don't know no, and do you ever um like when me and ben sometimes like record patreon <laughs> episodes at home like do you ever stop the recording and be like stop saying that or like stop doing that <laughs> no li- well i'll like ask him something and he's like you know we're not talking about that and i was like i thought it was natural like i'm kidding yeah or he'll be like i have to pee and i'm like you have to pee oh. we, we're in the middle like it oh. is i'll send the like unedited clip to grace um who helps us edit and it's so funny she's like i'm laughing so hard at like the moments i have to cut no i know or like a fly and he's like i have to fucking kill this fly and oh, i'm like does why do we have to kill the fly right now it's gonna take 10 minutes no, when you're a professional podcaster <laughs> it's really hard to podcast with someone who's new to the game like i can't and that's also why i love having you and Paige on. and i said this to jackie when I FaceTimed her after Paige, I was like, it's just so nice to podcast with a podcaster. And like, say what you want. Podcasting is a skill. It's not oh. just sitting down and talking. There's a rhythm. There's a listen. There's a talk. Making interesting conversation. A tangent. Like, yes. And you guys are so good at that. It's just so refreshing. Now I really won't podcast with anyone who's not. <laughs> like, Because it's just, it's too much work. And the episodes never really come out good. Well, also, let's be honest. It's a fucking hour. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our world, it goes by Flies, a second. Because we can chat yeah. forever. But it's not like just a quick, you know, little interview on a red carpet. Right. Which, which is fun, too. Which is very fun but which, it requires less uh gymnastics yeah and you also have to have chemistry with the person and sometimes super famous people are the worst interviews yeah and the best interviews are not like question answer question answer question answer oh, for sure it's like question answer let's take a tangent what mm-hmm. about that tell me about that like it's it's so much more than that so um that's just really why i love having you on i'm very grateful here and the toasters love you so it's better than no, that i'm so grateful i'm going deep I'm, I'm i love that i love because i feel like you know me and you we could be silly goofy yeah, of course. laugh 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 and we will yeah but i like to check in with you emotionally yeah, of course and get deep and something i, I actually, also can't do small talk no me neither <laughs> and something i think people are always surprised by is like i'm really not afraid to to like go deep i share a lot not mm-hmm. everything but like I think the most interesting conversations are like when people start crying. If you don't, don't start crying, tempt me. I'm actually PMSing so bad right <gasps> me now. Me too. Are we cycled up? Wait, we might be. And Taylor Strucker has her period too. I, you know, this like PMS headaches. Like I woke up this morning. Obviously, I haven't drank water in like three weeks. Would you like some of my LaCroix? There's lipstick all over it. Oh my God. It's okay. <laughs> thank you. Spicy water's not my thing. But <gasps> what? No, it's like, I feel like <laughs> seltzer water is like if water was musical theater. Yes. It's like, la, 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 yes. la, la, ha, in your face, jazz hands. And I'm like, calm the fuck down. I just need a little bit of water. Oh my God. If spicy water <laughs> didn't exist, I love that you call it spicy water. I would probably be dead because I've never drank water in my life. Like, I probably have five little Do you want those seltzer machines? You know what? When I moved into my first Too apartment. Too much manual then, labor. When I moved into my first, <laughs> first apartment, then I'm like, let's get a soda stream. Israeli owned company, support our people. Yes. And let me tell you, it was like the least <laughs> convenient thing ever. <laughs> And the bottle got really smelly and like it was always spraying water all over the counter. I was like, fuck this. I don't mean to disparage a look. And maybe maybe they've gotten better and maybe I was doing it wrong. But I like that you could like make your own My Diet mom and Coke. dad have it. My dad like acts like he made dinner when he presses the soda stream. Does and he I was, make like Diet Coke and stuff? You can make like soda. Yeah, he can. He puts the little. Defe- the pod. Yeah, the little pod. Defeats the purpose. It's supposed to be for water. <laughs> like I wouldn't be using my soda stream to make at home Diet Coke. I just put apple juice in it. No, I'm like, it's literally. beer. And then you could put like uh, vodka in it and make like a nice carbonated vodka soda. Oh my soda. God, for sure. So but at the end of the day, everything tastes better when someone else makes it. That's so beautifully sad. And that's because I can't cook. Me neither. <laughs> um, so Hannah's going to join me for the past five today. Now, before we do, I think it's absolutely important to remind everyone that Jackie's book comes out on Monday. And as you can yes. see, if you're watching on YouTube, where my book used to be, because I'm such a supportive sister, today I have swiped it out, and I probably will keep it here for the next couple of weeks, for Jackie's book. It's called The Camper and the Counselor. It's a children's book. It's written by a toaster, but you don't have to be a toaster to enjoy it. Perfect for kids of any age, boy, girl. You know, they're going to camp, they uh, are going to be homesick, or even not. It's just a story about a girl who faces a challenge, mm-hmm. 
And what does she do with that challenge? Why'd you look at me when you said that? Stop. <laughs> she rises to the occasion. Yes. And camping is so Did like. Did you go to camp? So I was a weird tennis girl. Wait, so where I did was, you grow up again? I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yeah. But so I would go to like tennis camps oh, all the time. But I had all my friends who went to like. Regular camp. Regular camp. Um, so when we were in, I forget what grade I was, but uh, we all went to a fat camp. No. I wrote about this journey in my book, if yes, you want to read I it. And I think uh, maybe year one, we had went for our sister Olivia, who had like really struggled with her weight when she was young. And so um, you were supporting her? We were supporting. That's the type of family we were. Like yes. we were do- one sister was doing something, we were leaving the camp that we like loved. Like the Jonas brothers. Yes. <laughs> when I tell you we ended up loving Fat Camp and we, <laughs> we went every summer till I was like eighteen. It was Wait, the I love best. That. Like so many of my best friends are from Fat Camp. But I think in the beginning, um, like Olivia was a little embarrassed, so we told people we went to tennis camp. And <laughs> and let me tell you how half the girls at this camp were just like Japs from Long Island. Yeah. And they also, they told everyone, oh, I'm going to sports camp. I'm going to tennis camp. <laughs> what, what, by the way, so Let's I, be honest, tennis camp is fat camp. Let me ask you something because I, t- I feel like I spoke about tennis camp so much as a young child. <laughs> you want to know if What it, the fuck is tennis camp like? What do you do? Dude, tennis camp is crazy. So there's like all these levels and you get put into levels. Like Ooh, the top tough. court, the medium court, the weaker court. There was only one level at fat camp. <laughs> and it was fat. <laughs> But then there was also, because like when I went, I wasn't struggling with my weight at the time. Uh What's that like? Um, So I just went to like be supportive. So I got this bracelet. It was called maintenance. Oh, you're an ally. That meant I wasn't on the program. Like I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to like eat. Like I could just live. And like that bracelet made you next level. Honestly, it sounds so traumatic. No, it was really hard. Like like I would steal someone else's bracelet just so I could have a hot dog. I know. But like if you showed up with a bracelet and like you didn't look like you were bracelet worthy. (laughs) Like, it wasn't something you could really fake. You know what I mean? Wait, these are, like, this fucked up. No, I know. <laughs> I read about it in my book a lot, how, like, it was the best summers of my life. Like, for real. Like, to be so relaxed and, like, not give a fuck. People there, those are, like, kids who, like, hide all year long. Like, they're yeah. so ashamed. And to be at a place um, where it, it really was, like, amazing. But I do think a lot of my food issues mm-hmm. were being sub- were, were, are from being subjected to, like, that sort of, Well, there's a like, thin dieting. line between, like, promoting eating disorders and, like, being so obsessed with it. Yeah, and by the way, I, I actually feel like it was... It, it, it was... Really a regular camp. You don't realize at camp how active you are. Oh, my God. Well, I was saying tennis camp. Right. You wake up, you eat, and then you play three hours of tennis, Mm -hmm. lunch, two hours of tennis, and then you, like, go to bed. Right. So, like, that camp was literal camp. Like, you had activities every day, but your first activity was, like, a Zumba Mm -hmm. or, like, something really, really active. And then it was just, like, swim, lake, lunch. Were there weigh-ins? Yes. Every Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it wasn't just how you feel no. on the inside? No. You're not paying, you know, X amount of money for a summer to feel. I know. I know that I was jealous of all my friends who had that, like, camp life because they'd be like, oh, she's my camp friend. Yes. And you could just tell that they were family and you're like, but, like, we sit in Algebra 2 together. And she's no. like, no, I know her from camp. Camp friends were elite. Like, yes. the way you loved your camp friends. And it was just because absence makes the heart grow fonder. You only True. saw them for two months and maybe, True. like, one weekend out the year. Camp friendships, like I can't wait to send my the kids to camp. The memories are just like insane. Bonded for life. I can't wait to send my kids to camp because I can sleep. Yeah, no, no, and go to Europe. <laughs> but like the price of camp these days, like, is insane. It's like an Ivy League school. No, literally, it's like a semester at school. I Did you like study the- abroad? No, I was playing tennis in oh university. Tennis was co- is so toxic. Tenni- I didn't even have like a life. I didn't have a life. I also didn't have um, like holidays. Like <gasps> we for Thanksgiving, I'd be like at a Holiday Inn with like a, a sad guy on the piano mm-hmm. eating like a buffet because like the tournament? tennis tournaments were always when like the big Breaks. ones were when everyone had a break. Oh my god! But um, do you hate pickleball? <laughs> you inspired me so hard with your pickleball rant because you I said it like was you hate it. their PR is great. I don't love that 
I'm kind of jealous. Like, I feel like okay. I've been a tennis girl for I so long. I appreciate you acknowledging I'm that. I'm jealous. And I feel like people are like, this is the best racket sport. It I is. know that tennis aesthetically the girlies love. Yeah. And I do acknowledge that tennis is very difficult. Oh my God, the running, the court is, doesn't need to be that big. The court does not need to be that big. But the fact that they're like taking tennis courts and and changing the pickleball is like hard for me. So I spoke about that on uh, the toast. I just, so out of the 45,000 tennis courts in US and Canada, 30% of them have been converted to pickleball courts. And Real Housewife, Real Housewife of Miami star Julia's wife, Martina Navratilova, she's, you know her? Wait, Martina Navratilova's wife is on Miami? I want to make sure I'm saying, yeah, Martina, blonde. Yeah. Older. Yeah. She has cancer now, very sadly. She's one cancer. of the greatest players that ever lived. Her wife this is, is on Real Housewives podcast. of Miami. You don't know that? I didn't, how did, well, I don't, I can't watch Real And TV. Martina <laughs> is on The Housewives all the time. Shut the F up. Okay, so you want to hear about their life? They have this like really turnt farm in Fort Lauderdale cool. where they spend a lot of their time. But when they're filming. Farm and, like, means you've made it. Yeah. But they have this like sick, like new modern Miami house. And yes. That's where like they film and stuff. Yes. Um, and it's, they have kind of have like a, a crazy marriage. Like, <laughs> like it's really crazy. Well, now it's like I almost want to watch because my tennis nerd in me wants to see what Martina. They went to the Miami Open. There was like a whole thing. Oh, we should go to the Miami Open, by 100%. the way. 100%. Also with pickleball, it doesn't have to be that loud. It's like yeah, so, so many character energy. No, like a lot of communities are like forming Because tennis, you put it in a bubble during the winter. And if there's people playing pickleball, the bubbles just like. No, but even. It sounds like. You a could literal play tennis and war. be like next door and you really wouldn't hear the ball popping. Like yeah. the popping with the wiffle ball for pickleball is really driving people nuts. The dinking, in, the donking. In these small communities. Like it's becoming an <laughs> it's issue. Small it it's is. noise pollution. It is. Noise pollution is real. I mean, as New Yorkers, honestly, we probably enjoy the noise. We could like I don't want to be quiet and listen to my own thoughts. Yeah. I also, I forgot to dress if you're watching on YouTube. I am wearing a shirt that I feel like looks like a labia. And I feel like I walked in, you looked at it, and I was like, she thought that I was wearing a labia shirt. I did look at it because I just clocked you. I wanted to know what you were wearing. Not, yeah. I wasn't thinking anything. Yeah. Um, but now that you've pointed it out, it does have labia-like tendencies. But like, I feel like it's feminist. It has flaps. Yeah, like clap your labia. Yeah. No, it's definitely giving vaginal. It's giving reproduction. <laughs> like, it's it's giving female parts. There's a lot going on. You look beautiful. Oh, my God. You look beautiful. We look beautiful. Thank you. And we're going to deliver the past five. So, Hannah, I have one last question for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you ready to deliver the past five stories that you need to know? I'm so excited, yes. Today's episode of The Toast is brought to you by my king over at State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create a plan that gives you options. So you are just getting an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and most importantly, an affordable price just for you. So after all, isn't life just better when you can personalize things? Think about it like this. What do your music playlists, podcast feeds, social media scrolls all have in common? Well, they're a reflection of you. So we all know my social media is full of like this TikTok drama that... I can't even get into right now. It's so layered. And we know Jackie's more of a reels girl. So even we're so similar, but we're still, we require such personalization, such, such customization. And what's more personal than insurance? That's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. It's giving you options to help you personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most, all at an affordable price just for you. So you can see more of yourself in everything that you love. So think about Jackie and I, we're so similar, but even our insurance needs are so different. I'm a renter in New York. She's a homeowner in Florida. She has a Tesla. She has kids, like so many different things that are so personal and your plan should reflect you, whatever you're looking for from an insurance provider. And that's where State Farm has you covered. So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
I'm sorry. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Again, call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. It is the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble, it's not anything canned, it's just real healthy food. So when you think about traditional dry and wet dog food, they're really high process, they can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they're really difficult to portion accurately. But that's where the farmer's dog is elevating things. You go online, you tell them all about your dog, they'll ask you a ton of questions about its weight, its behavior, things like that. And then you're gonna start getting fresh, healthy dog food delivered to your home pre-portioned. And there's so many benefits for your dog. I feel like what you put in your dog's body can really affect its longevity, its quality of life. So for Theo, I noticed he had so much more energy. His breath, oh my God, was so much better. He was making like more consistent poops and they were just more normal sizes. Like so many, he just became so much more regular and he had a lot of energy. And I just felt like it was such a good decision investing in fresh, healthy dog food for Theo. And it's not just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So it makes it easy to help maintain your dog's weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. If your Strice Bro is the most important thing in your life, which he should be, check out The Farmer's Dog and get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus, you're getting free shipping. So just go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. Okay. Now, we have like a little bit of like a lesbian update, questionable lesbian. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. And the more I see about Kyla Mauricio, like the weirder it is. I saw the weirdest Instagram reels from Dancing with the Stars where they like interviewed Mauricio post dance and they're like, what's going on with Kyle? And he's like, you know, we're going through a tough time. Like it was so weird. Yeah. And now yesterday, Kyle Richards was spotted picking up Morgan Wade from the airport after confirming that she is separated from Mauricio Umansky. So Kyle was waiting for Morgan Wade at the LAX International Airport on Wednesday after the country singer left the terminal. Kyle picked her up in a black Range Rover. The Virginia-based songwriter approached the car um, in matching pants and colorful sneakers. She kept a low profile and sunglasses. And Kyle was sported wearing black sunglasses behind the wheel, literally picking her up from the airport, which is something I wouldn't even do for my husband. I was about to say, like, call and an LA, Uber. Call an Uber. There's really, like, there's no reason to ask someone to pick you up from the airport unless you live in Kansas City. Have you performed in Kansas City? Yes. Don't you love that fucking airport? Actually, uh, all of them look the same to me. Okay, well, then you wouldn't remember the Kansas City one. It's yeah. three square feet long. There's literally one Starbucks. And you step <laughs> off the plane, you probably take six steps to your Uber. Or t- Actually, they don't even have Uber. It's like a taxi. It's incredible. Like, I'm not into these metropolis airports no. where you need to take a shuttle, a bus, and a train to get to your gate. An air... What even is an air train? Fuck air trains. <laughs> except... Except if there wasn't the air train, like what there isn't at JFK, I'd have to walk. The JFK airports, you get the B terminal, anything past like B28. I mean, even LaGuardia, they change your gate and it's Fuck like, and it, it has to say 17 minutes to let you know you're going to miss your flight. No, it's absurd the amount you have to walk. So you know what? I'm actually grateful for an air train. I've done like a run. Of, I've done a run. There's nothing more humiliating. Let me ask you like a question. <laughs> Do you place categories? <laughs> no. Okay. I feel like that's a camp thing. It's not. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. We play with our family and like there's this running joke. She goes, it's family. a happy family thing. People say that like I cheated and it bothers me so much. Okay. I feel like I maybe told the story on the toast once before. So basically you get a letter and then you get a list of categories 
and you have to find a category with, uh, you have to name something in that category that starts with that letter mm -hmm. before the timer runs out. Mm -hmm. And so you can get really creative, but it's really not fair because you, you could just throw an adjective, um, an adjective in front of anything. Yeah. So if it's like things you find at the beach, and I remember Olivia had wrote um, muscular people. It's like, no, you find people at the beach. The muscular is superfluous. But it's for the M. Right. Mm -hmm. So we didn't give her the, we didn't give her the point. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, <laughs> with the adjective, like it has to be really necessary. Mm -hmm. Like it has to make sense. So things you find at an airport, we got the letter H and I wrote hurried people. Because mm -hmm. you always see people running. Because it isn't just people. It is always it's hurried people. people. But it's, there are also hurried people. Okay. My family came after me so fucking hard. I didn't get the point. And literally to this day, maybe this was 10 years ago. Because that point would have changed my life. It bothers me so much because conceptually, like based on the premises of the rules, I'm a rule follower. Like mm -hmm. my adjective was necessary. It made it Because the beach is not always muscular people. Right. But there is without a doubt always a person in a hurry. So whenever you're at the airport and you see someone hurrying, you just go, the fucking categories. I think of hurried people. <laughs> I think of hurried people. <laughs> Guys, if you're like a psycho with s categories rules, let me know. Sh I do love I've gotten the point. that it is socially acceptable, though, to like be just running in the airport. It's not. We're like New York City. I'll I run like I'll you like jog or like like rush. if I'm running late to oh, yeah. something, which is like I always get dropped off at the wrong Uber uh -huh. or I'm always running late. I will run through people for your life. It's running for my life. And I know people are looking at me, but I'm like, I don't. No, it's really embarrassing. And then how come I could run on the treadmill for 10 minutes, but like running for 30 seconds in New York, I'm out of breath. Wow, Flex, you can run on the treadmill for 10 minutes? I mean, I could do the walk thing. Yeah, I could. Do, I, I recently started going to the gym, so mm -hmm. I was really surprised to learn like how out of shape that, that I was. And I do the treadmill. Um, I've gotten up where I can run to a full song, which I'm like really proud of because I couldn't even get through a chorus. It's A lot of it is mental. What I would do, this is pretty toxic, but like when I was training, you have to trick yourself that like you're literally getting chased by a lion mm -hmm. and get to that next level of adrenaline. I think it would be more productive for me to like imagine a Krispy Kreme in front of me, <laughs> yeah. you know? If you were hungry. Like I'm not afraid of a lion, honestly. Like put me out of Take my misery. Me. Like just Take enough. Me. And like if it's in a beautiful safari desert, like you know what? Oh gorgeous. It's a good this way to this, go. If this is how it goes, how right. I go. Like I'm contributing to the uh, food prism. What's it called? Food pyramid. Food chain. Food, food chain. chain. You go, and she's juicy. Yeah. Um, I just have to say about Morgan Wade. Yeah, I like how we went why to is, categories. <laughs> why is every single country singer's name Morgan Wade? Morgan Wall and Morgan Wade. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Also, but you're so right, because I see things so, like, when people are seen, they've chose to be seen. I don't care if you have sunglasses on and you look all like, oh, I don't want to be seen. Wait, how did TMZ know that Morgan Wade, who, <laughs> outside of her relationship with Kyle Richards, is a relatively unknown country artist? Like, yeah. how did they know where she was going to be and when? Also, yeah, I'm not going to pick you up unless, like, there was a serious problem. Also, because I don't have no, my driver's license. I'm coming to pick you up if I know the paparazzi's there. Like, if Ben's like, oh, I'm coming to, <laughs> I'm going to the airport, I heard TMZ's going to be there. Like, I'm showing up in my prom dress. I want to know, I guess... Is Dancing with the Stars under NBC? ABC. So, so different. So it's a huge move that they're letting Bravo celebrities now go on that. And Mauricio also has a reality show on Netflix. So they're kind of like everywhere. Because there was a point where Bravo was like... Hardcore. You can't do anything outside of Bravo yeah, ever. Yeah, right. they didn't. They don't even let you talk about like stuff on podcasts right yeah and now like they let vanderpump people talk about yeah. it there's oh, ariana's also on uh on Dancing ariana's on it so there's this i didn't even asking him about like a storyline that's wild behavior I but i guess they're it's seeing good for the show they should have been doing that all along it's globalization it's globalization do you think kyle <laughs> richards is in a relationship with morgan wade um i like haven't really thought about it really oh my god that's all i think about <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be like, me as in 
I do. I think like psychics are right most of the time. Yeah, that was some crazy shit. That, that like was. that psychic came for her throat. Your husband. She wasn't even a psychic. Okay, she was just. <laughs> she like, was just a woman they found she on was the just street. Like a mentally ill woman living in Beverly Hills who loved to vape. She, was like, she just was a huge fan of the show. Your husband <laughs> will never emotionally fulfill you. And I was like, emotional fulfillment for men is like a difficult thing. Who like, needs that? How many women were like, yeah, no shit, we yeah. know. I'd been, at the time when that show was airing, there was like a, a lot of rumors about Mauricio cheating on Kyle. Yes. So like the timing and all the women were like, ooh. Yes. Spooky. I mean, I, I think it's like commit or don't. I don't know what this like middle thing is. And like, why they're not telling us anything. Like... I feel like Bronwyn is pissed. Bronwyn's like, sure. this was my storyline. This is organic. Like <laughs> Bronwyn's was so staged. Like when Bronwyn was like married, but also dating a woman. And then like, she also, I think then abused her husband. They called like, there was like a whole fucking thing. A whole thing. She didn't do like the launch correctly. This yeah. is, this is exciting. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm talking about it. Milking it is what oh. these celebrities are doing. I mean, she, she this is her job. You know? Yes. Yes. She's doing a pretty good job. And, I know that Kyle has not ta been the one who has like the main storyline for a while. Yeah, so it's, it's her time. It's, it's her time. It's true. Actually, she also has not been in the hot seat really ever since season one when like her family shit went down. And she, you know, she really did bleed out. Like the show is what it is because of you stole my goddamn house. Like, mm -hmm. and that was really dark shit for mm -hmm. Kyle's family with Kim's sobriety. Mm -hmm. So she bled out like the first two seasons. And then she said, I'm done with you bitches. Like it's your turn now. Yeah. But now we're on like season 14. It's time, girl. Yeah, the merry-go-round is coming back. It's your turn. It's your turn. I'm invested because they're such a fascinating family. They they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. I think they're also not telling us anything because it is on the show. Yes. And the trailer just dropped and it comes out in two weeks. So like, yes. hopefully we'll get some clarification on what the fuck is going on because this rollout has been so weird. Like, we're divorced. No, we're not. Yeah. Silence. We're wearing Also, our like, rings. you're not just friends with, like, a hot young country singer. No. You're a housewife. No. What do you she talk about? She California. Yeah, what do you talk about? I have no fucking idea. That's a great point. <laughs> now, our second story is a continuation of a story we've been talking about for weeks. The Drew Barrymore of it all. Oh. So Drew Barrymore, I'm not going to bore everyone, but remember, she was one of the people who was going to bring her show back despite the writer's strike being over <laughs> um, because she wanted to, you know, get everyone back to work. But then I don't, I don't have a publicist. Which was like a very brave thing for her to do. And then she backtracked two seconds later. Mm -hmm. And then five seconds later, the strike was over. So had she just waited. <laughs> I literally texted my friend. I was like, how mad is Drew Barrymore Such right bad now? Timing. Yeah. Now it's getting worse. <gasps> Because her head writers are refusing to return to her show, even though the strike is over. And her show was like big, pretty popping. Yeah, it's not easy for a daytime talk show no, to do well. So many remember, like Busy Phillips had one. Remember and Chris Jenner? Oh my God, I blocked that out. Remember Bethany? Remember um, Tyra? Yeah, but hers was successful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Drew Barrymore show is set to return in less than two weeks without three very important people. A trio of Drew Barrymore's co-head writers have reportedly decided to walk away from the gig following the actress's controversial decisions amid the Writers Guild of America strike. According to The Hollywood Reporter, producers are scrambling to find new writers after Chelsea White, Christina Keenan, and Liz Coe all quit their jobs after the months-long protest ended Tuesday. So they basically were like, you said you don't need us then fine. All three women have worked on the show since its first season and were very vocal during the strike. They even picketed outside of the NYC office of CBS on multiple occasions with signs that read, honk if you love union labors and Drew's news strikes. So um, I have to say, I don't think this will affect the show. I mean, so many writers have been out of work now for months. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that they're not going to find three people who want to work on a successful show. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I, but it kind of is like, this is really tainting Drew's image. 
Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, I actually do understand why she came back. I don't think it was an assault on the writers. I think there's so many people who work for her show who are not in a union, mm -hmm. who had to take odd jobs, who had been out of work for months. And that was for these people. That's what Bill Maher said. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm returning without the writers. The show will not be as funny. Mm -hmm. But I, I need, like, other people who work on the show who aren't in the union to work. Like, yeah. So I understood why. But I didn't understand doing it and then backtracking because it was such a brave thing to do. Like yeah. You have to have really thought it through, knowing you're going to get backlash, but then stick with it. Yes. So to get backlash and then backtrack makes you look like And then spineless. to post like a seven minute rambly Video. kind of like, I could have a publicist. Get a publicist. Figure out how you want to say it succinctly so we don't have to listen to an eight minute weird video. I have to imagine Drew Barrymore at the level that she is <laughs> had a strategy. No. Well, yeah, it looked strategy-less. Yes, and maybe that was the strategy to kind of be like, I'm so organic, whatever, and like crying and stuff. That ain't a strategy. That's a shit show. It, it is hard in this industry because I feel like when you fly close to the sun, a la like Taylor Swift right now, which is making me nervous yeah, me too. and nervy, she was doing so well. Like, I, there's actually a quote in the Beckham documentary last night. Sorry. Oh my God, I'm about to quote the John Mulaney special. Okay, there's a quote that says like, the higher you are on the mountain, the more wind. So it's like you have to be able to handle the power that comes with the responsibility of power. I don't know. That was John, a Spider-Man yeah, quote. One. John Mulaney said, likability is a prison. <gasps> oh, well, that the ooh, that is so powerful. Because, yeah, think about, like, the Chrissy Teigen mm -hmm. stuff. It's the same thing where, like, people feel really lied to when it's like you're supposed to be everyone's best friend and you don't care about some people. So you get even worse backlash than, like, Bill Maher. No one thought he was it's nice. so true. Bill Maher, we're like, I could see him, you know, like, not that he's a bad guy, but, like, no one was like, he's my bestie. You no, know, and he's not, like, a front-facing person who wants everybody to feel loved. He does, like, hot takes on the show. Like, yeah, he's, he's controversial. He's polarizing. Yes. Um... But John Mulaney had said it because, you know, before his divorce, mm -hmm. he was like America's sweetheart. Like, yes. I don't think there was a comic more beloved, mm -hmm. less. He wasn't he's not even controversial mm -hmm. as a comedian. Everybody loved him. And what did he do? He got divorced, which isn't a crime. Mm -hmm. But people felt, felt so invested in his marriage because mm -hmm. he's just like this America's sweetheart, nice guy, very likable. Mm -hmm. You would have thought the way people reacted, like the drama around it, like he was a serial killer. Well, because he would joke about his wife and their marriage in like such a fun, nice way that people were like, you lied to us. And he brought people in. Yes. Which was a mistake. And this goes back to the beginning of our conversation where I said context matters. Like when Bill Maher says it, everyone's like, okay. And then when she says it, people were like, oh, hell fucking no. Because Bill Maher has got made a career off of like making people uncomfortable and making people think and not just being, you know... Like a person who says what everybody else is saying. He's controversial and he goes against the grain and he makes right. you think. Whereas like Drew Barrymore is just kind of like a Hollywood elite who does True. everything right. And you know what? Not to play devil's advocate, but like Drew, I have so much empathy for her and all like the horrible things she's yeah. gone through in the industry. That's why I'm always like, don't trigger her. I know, <laughs> I know. She has like an inner child who mm -hmm. like hasn't fully been healed. Yes. And I feel like she she loves the show so much. Yeah. Um, but she's the so way fulfilled by it. Honestly, call a publicist because like don't put people through that kind of like up and down stuff. Like make a decision, and decide stick with it or don't. Yeah, and publicists aren't like I mean, whenever I've dealt with a publicist, they always just tell me to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> They're always talking. just like, ignore it, stop talking, just ignore it. Because like a lot of the time you can't control narratives. You'll make it worse. So having a publicist is just basically telling the person like this is the, the best way to avoid people getting hurt and drama mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But um, those three girlies, they must have really been vocal to be like, don't you dare. Right, because they've been out of work for a while. Mm -hmm. And now like their main source of income is back and they don't even want it. Like that's crazy. It's wild behavior. I can't wait to Google them after this. I know. Like, like where are they, are they now? Yeah, totally. What are they like, doing? She'll get writers. Like writers are dying to work. Like they've been out of work for many, many months. Yeah. So 
I'm not worried about it, but this is just but like, like three of your top writers is the voice of the show. Yeah. So it might like that's true. Alter it could a little. The just tone. giving writers credit. No, it's true. It could change the tone. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you think about like the Chelsea Lately show, which I think was the greatest talk show ever. I actually never watched it. Oh, my God. Like it was when I was like, it that was, was my Roman Empire. How old are you? Um, Sorry to ask. OK, 30 and 25 months. Oh, my God. We're the same age. Wait, in 25 months. How old are you? 32. Oh, 30 and 25 months. I thought you said 30 in 25 months. I'm like, you're younger than me? I joke that I'm like a baby. Like, you give months. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I'm 2,472 months old. Yeah, because nobody has the time to do the math. All right, well, I'm 29. <laughs> but I don't know why. I felt like I was like a little young to be watching it. Did you not feel that way? Um, I would like 10 o'clock be going to sleep. Really? I did feel a little young because it was all these like older comics. Right. But I felt like I was like being naughty watching the, like the adult gossip at it night like after cr- like two beers, you yes. know, when your parents start talking and you're yes. like, okay, you dirty little dog. <laughs> Literally. But, <laughs> but no, I never That's why like it. Heather McDonald now when I see her, I have this like memory of her on the table. I know. She's so legendary. Like she is one of the writers on White Chicks. Like I, did you know that? I actually did not know that. Because I know that she's in it. And when I was on her podcast a little while ago, I'm like, like the craziest thing, like you were in White Chick. She's like, I literally wrote it with, <gasps> with other people. Like, Yes. No, she's been in this for a long time. She's been very, very kind to me. Me too. And especially as two girls who were like, gone into stand up mm-hmm. after her, she could be cunty. Like she could have been like, oh, now you want to do stand up? No, it's so true. She could totally be rude. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. She could have been rude to me. Her. I would have said thank you. Yeah, no, I texted her this morning and the first time I ever met her, she, like I w- it was so refreshing to meet someone who was actually so fucking funny in person. Yes. In addition to like the podcast and everything. I really like her. I have a lot of respect for her. She's also very open to the goss, mm. like the gossip. Yeah, we just went to dinner uh, when she came to New York and I was like, Jackie, you have to come. That's amazing. And we just like talked shit. I just like, I, I want to know her thoughts on so many things and people you know yes and she was very open to hearing like my stuff too where she, like I can tell when people don't want to hear things yes like they're like I have my narrative I, I don't, don't want to hear I don't gossip she's a girly she's a girl's girl I like her we support um so wishing Drew the best I do feel bad that like nobody really talked about how when she announced her show coming back like a bunch of other smaller talk shows did too like Jennifer Hudson nobody she oh. got everybody's shit on her face like nobody was came for got come for even remotely <laughs> she, yeah her sure there was poop on her yeah like she got it all <laughs> and I also think that like people are treating her like she is the the people who won't pay the workers I know, like <laughs> right let's let's put our anger in the right place like she's a sag member she was doing what she thought was best for like people yeah. who worked for her like everybody's just trying to like i disagree with what she did but i also i do think i understand likeability is a burden mm-hmm. prison. um prison it's also a burden like yes like the david beckham documentary um right. <laughs> no he was so loved and then he made like one little mistake with like that alleged affair he actually did something on the soccer field where like he messed up a little Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't even his fault and everyone just blamed it on him or like he was the hero and the same thing that can make you be the hero can make you be the The villain villain type of idea you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain sheena sheena marie shea sheena marie shea who i just saw two days ago where um i did her pod how was how was Sheena Marie Shea doing? Well, I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan from the beginning. By the way, so am I. Like, I had the worst breakup of my life, and I would just turn on Vanderpump Rules and watch Sheena cry about a guy, mm-hmm. and I would be like... <gasps> We're the same. We're the same. Or, like, you just feel as bad about yeah, yourself. Of course. And that's what she does for the world. She, and she's really, like, I have to say, say what you want about her. She has always been herself. 
always been herself. She never changed for those girls who were so fucking mean to her. Mm -hmm. Like she withstood all of that. And you know what? She's like one of the OGs on the show now. She's one of She was demoted before and still showed up every day. Like that's like someone who's just like, I'm going to work hard. And also when I was going through difficult times, she would... She was showing up to my stand-up shows. I have to say. When I'm she so did not have to. It's so important to remember people who were kind to you during like, oh, I a never lull forget. in your career. Uh, like, I will never in my life have a bad word to say about Jonathan Chabon. He could not have been kinder to me when I got canceled, sending me text messages. Like, it made me feel so much better. Like, mm -hmm. it's just the little things people do. And then you also notice, like, who distanced themselves? And also, who who's nice to you when things start popping? That's why with Sheena... I, I keep an Excel spreadsheet in my mind of people who wait, are really nice to me. So do I have a Rolodex. Like, literally people from high school. I was, like, nervous. Like, I, when Vanderpump was popping off, even though, like, Sheena was my girl... I was like, I don't want to start hitting her up more, even though like people were asking me for the gossip. But I was like, I want her to know that I don't like like her more for now that. that she has like, she's popping. Yep. And seeing her, I was just like, are you good? But it's just great to see. Like she was vlogging for so long, no one cared. Yep. She was podcasting for so long, people made fun it's of her. So true. And now her shit is hot, and yep. it's like she didn't get lucky. It's true. She, she waited it out. She worked hard. He's a hard worker. It's and true. She, she's kind of just like, she's a girl's girl, and. She shows you who she is. That's actually really true. Like, I don't feel like she would actually deceive me in no, any way. No, she's not like a bad person. Yeah. Okay. We have some absolutely heartbreaking news. Oh, no. iCarly Revival has been canceled after three seasons on Paramount+. Plus. It's time to say goodbye to I didn't to know there was a Paramount+. Plus. You didn't? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, where do you watch Drag Race? <laughs> No, it's really not one of the popular ones. Yeah. It's, they really shouldn't be canceling a show that I actually had heard, like, people were watching, you know? I, and also, like, when the fuck is Yellowstone coming back? We don't know, so you really need your content. Yeah. So after three seasons, the revival of the beloved Nickelodeon series has come to an end. iCarly will not be returning for a fourth season on Paramount+. Plus. The series had a great three-season run, delivered what fans really wanted to see with Carly and Freddie finally getting together. We want to thank the entire cast, writers, directors, and producers, <laughs> along with the whole they group. They go, Carly and Freddie fucked. And, and we're done. We're done. <laughs> and see you next year. Orgasm. Done. Um, I didn't feel like this was a revival we particularly needed. Yeah. I didn't watch, but I was like a big iCarly queen growing up. So You're like, I was supportive. I, I'm not a big from fan afar. of revivals. Yeah. I mean, How I Met Your Father. Yeah. I heard was good. Was cute, I think. Right. So I think there's ways to do it. Like, I think like reunions and revivals are such like low hanging fruit, mm -hmm. like for Hollywood, like do something new. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they stop. Like, I actually think the way they did the Friends reunion was very good. It was yeah. like a live televised event. It wasn't everybody acting again. Yes. You know, it doesn't need to always be the, that. Yes. I also think the way they did Fuller House was cute, where, cute. like, the younger, ca the kids are now the adults, and they have, like, a whole new cast. I want revivals of old-school reality TV shows. Yes. We need Room Raiders back. We need Next. We need Next, which was brutal. No, Next, you could never survive <laughs> in this climate. Like, Next was the most vapid fucking... The people who signed up for Next were... That's, like, going on Next is self-harm. <laughs> Next to like literally if I step, stepped off the bus and I had one foot on the bus, one foot on the pavement and somebody said next, like seriously, that would be the end for me. Like that would be my 13th reason. I would not fucking be okay. That would be worse than both our reality experiences combined. Horrible. <laughs> like I thought I had it bad when I went on say yes to the dress. No. No. Next. Next. Where I need a next. I don't need a next revamp. I need a next. Where are they now? Yeah. I need a next rehab. Yeah. No, like next. Here's how next. True life. Here's how next ruined my life. Do you remember um, the one where the parents hated the boyfriend or girlfriend? Are you talking about true life? 
No. You're talking about next. It was a dating show. It's a different oh, oh, one. Oh, oh. And the parents hate the boyfriend. And the boyfriend's always like, you know, like smoking weed or something. They're like, we hate him. She deserves better. And the girl's like 15. Yeah. And then they set her up on a couple dates and they have to sit on the couch with the boyfriend and yes. the parents watching. How iconic. How iconic. Do you remember the show Bridal Plasty? Yes. Where like 10 brides-to-be competed on a reality show <laughs> where each episode had like a different bridal-themed challenge and the winner, get this, the winner would get the plastic surgery of their choosing for their wedding. So after she won the challenge, she would come back with like a bandage on her nose or her like jaw reset, her boobs done, and she would recover in the mansion while the rest mm -hmm. of the girls went on to the next activity. Like she would get to sit the week out because she got her surgery. Which is so insane to me because a man literally said, I love you for you and everything about you and she goes perfect let me change myself bridal plasty was the craziest shit i'd ever that seen that was in after my life. the swan right yes did you ever watch um i actually think it's still on it's one of my favorites four weddings no let me tell you about four weddings <laughs> it's on tlc okay well tlc is fire it's tlc is another planet mm -hmm. so they take four brides they all meet each other and they're all <laughs> having their weddings each bride goes to the other's wedding. So they, they, in total, they all go to four weddings. Uh -huh. And the whoever has the best wedding gets a $10,000 honeymoon. Do they try to fuck each other's weddings up? So you have to rate the wedding based on dress, food, like decor, ambiance, like a whole category of things. But um, they can try to sabotage it. You can't. <laughs> they have like a system where... Uh, in order to stop somebody from like bombing somebody else's wedding, like if some oh. girl clearly had the best wedding, yeah. I forget how the scoring system works, but they okay. have like a system where they like re they remove the lowest score, whatever. Um, let me tell you, it's for bitches, <laughs> absolute fucking bitches, just shitting, complaining. <laughs> I mean, her dress was pretty, but it was a little too bedazzled. Oh my god, the steak is cold. I'm starving. Where's the mashed potatoes? The band was not good. There was no food at cocktail hour. It's literally just <laughs> naggy bitches complaining. For 45 fucking minutes. Which, let's be honest, that's what everyone's doing at the wedding. It's They're so just good. doing it subtly under their breath. And they like just complain about the venue and the pastor and like the noises from outside. It's cutthroat. I would love one of the brides to end up just like falling in love with like the pastor the, yeah. or the groomsmen. But the thing is, so then they all get together with the husbands mm -hmm. at a mansion to find out who wins at the end. Yes. And they're like fake cheersing one another. They're like <laughs> dying to know who's won. It's never who you'd expect. It's a crazy fucking show. I'm always talking about four weddings. I mean, reality TV back in the day was... Not real. Not... Or too real. A little too real. It's actually true. <laughs> too real. Because now it's like so scripted and like not scripted, but like manipulated Well, because nowadays people get real fame from it. And like, you have so much to lose. So much to lose and so much to gain. Where back then it was like, yeah, people saw you once on the next bus and like go off. I mean, it's the true. facts they would say for the next thing, like... Current. Were those writers that made it up? Definitely. In post? Definitely. Because they would be like, once took his guinea pig to like Put his school. up his butt. Put like, up his butt. Yeah. yeah, like once lived with a guinea pig up its ass. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> most out of pocket shit. Yeah. And then you'd be like, yeah, I could see that for him. That was one of the best shows like ever created. Ever created. I'm just surprised why they're not revamping it because they're revamping all Everything. the 90s and the Y2K stuff. I want it. Next can't, yeah. can't exist in this culture. Like for real. Room Raiders, my canon event, was when they would go in the people's rooms mm -hmm. and they take out the light to yep. see, and there would black just light. be like the black light and there'd be just semen like everywhere, like Wait. on the lamp, like on the Wait. ceiling. <laughs> and it happened every episode. Pit My Ride. Exhibit? Pit My Ride. They'd be like, yeah, no, I'm really into um, candy. Back of your car. 
candy bar. Like insane. Like was, Willy Wonka lives in the car. It was not real. Those cars were definitely not road safe. Like no. that was some other shit. That was cr oh my god. I like not even close to getting a driver's license would watch it and be like yeah, duh. and then when the music would play the heart the whole would, car would, would shake um and yeah there was definitely no way that the weight would work when they were like we have a horse in the back of yep. it because you said once you, you like horses, you like horses. <laughs> it's kind of like your mom actually remy bader made a joke that like mm -hmm. her mom she once went to like one jesse mccartney concert and then like 10 years later she got her Jesse mccartney right like, like one thing you liked for one second <laughs> Oh, Just your, to whole be polite. Room, your whole room is covered in Jesse McCartney. But a lot of those makeover shows, which I thought was fascinating, you know, those like home shows. Extreme makeover home edition? Yes. I was. I used to watch as a family. Are you talking about the tax situation? Oh my God. Yeah. So people would get these houses and they'd have like no income and then they'd have to upkeep these houses with like taxes mm -hmm. and Mortgage. like air conditioning yep. and hot tubs and pools. No, it put people into financial ruin. And no one talks about it. No, and these were like parents whose kids had cancer and that's why yeah. they were getting the free house. And yeah. then they were literally put into Talk about more, bankruptcy. More money, more problems. And then Ty, who like, you know, I don't know him personally. Ty Pennington but with his crazy spiky hair. Crazy spiky hair. Like he looks like a boy band member that like. Yep. Defunct. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the microwave for too long. Yeah. And he was like, I've saved all your lives. Then bounces and no one follows up. Not even an email. Complete financial ruin. Today's episode is brought to you by Loft and it couldn't come at a better time because it just feels like for fall, maybe all seasons, but fall specifically, like when we're transitioning our wardrobe, it shouldn't be that hard to find things to wear. And Loft is the go-to destination for everything you need in your wardrobe this season. So be sure to check them out. They have new arrivals drop all the time. They have fun pants silhouettes. They have flirty tops, midi skirts, sweater dresses, fun outerwear. That's all just perfect for fall. They touch on all seasons and they have always have like the most relevant trends at, you know, at Loft. But most importantly, they're always offered at a great price because like having to keep up with the trends is not something that's sustainable. But Loft has got you covered. They always have reasonable pricing. They always have really, really cute things. Whether you're looking for stuff for work where you want to be like a cute corporate girly, you're dating, you want to be a cute dating girly, whatever girly area you're in, Loft has you covered. So for outerwear, they have the biggest selection of outerwear yet. You're not going to want to miss out on these modern staples and on-trend silhouettes. Think about where fashion meets function. They want to make the world aware that they're a vibrant destination for winter coats, jackets, blazers. Blazers are so having a moment right now. Here we're belting our blazers. I don't know. They're back and better than ever with a fall collection of fun, feminine fashion. They have a modern mix of all day, any day pieces that offer endless versatility. So let's keep showing up for ourselves and each other by wearing what we love. As a thank you for listening, from now through January 1st, 2024, use code TOAST at loft.com to receive $25 off your full price purchase. Exclusion supply. See podcast description for terms. That's today through January 1st, 2024. Use code TOAST at loft.com for $20 off your full price purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Dipsy. Picture this. You're hanging out in your favorite spot, headphones on, and the world around you fades away. When you're listening to one of the Dipsy stories, you're getting immersed in a vivid world where every touch, breath, and stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. So this is for my smut girlies. If you're a spicy book girly, listen up. Dipsy is going to be the platform for you. It is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories that are designed by women and for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes, realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances adventurous vacation flings hot and heavy hookups whatever like your your trope is enemies to lovers like you can find anything at dipsy there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires greek gods fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore they also have soothing sleep stories they have wellness sessions 
and actually written stories if you want to read instead of listen. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash toast. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash toast, dipsystories.com slash toast. If you're a like a spicy book girly, a smut girly, or an audiobook girly, really recommend Dipsy. It's really fun. It's just great to have on your phone wherever you are. Vacation, honeymoon, spicing's up on your honeymoon. Go to dipsystories.com slash toast. You yeah. want to talk about it? I think that's probably the same thing with Pimp My Ride. Definitely. Like the value of the car just went up. <laughs> like they get, so did your monthly payments. They get arrested immediately. They're like, you can't have oh, a yeah. fire torch in the back of your car. None of this is up to code. <laughs> You're done. Hand over the you keys. You can't even fit in a parking spot. All that to say, <laughs> I Carly, you will be missed. <laughs> Our next story. So this is a TV show I never watch. Uh-huh. Um, but and this is a spoiler alert. If you watch the Masked Singer, okay. Do you know who got revealed as the as I the, saw the someone clip. got eliminated? Yeah, didn't win shockingly. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert: turn it off if you watch the Masked Singer and you didn't see last night's episode. We have the identity has been uncovered. It is Vanderpump Rules villain Tom Sandoval. I'm gonna say a controversial take. I feel empathy for Raquel that she is the only one that hasn't monetized from. That's the a trauma. Com- that's not a hot take. I think that's a completely fair. Ariana thing. deserves it. Yep. Tom does not. Does not. At least give our give Raquel a cut. I completely agree. I think she's so busy focusing on her mental health. Like I, Jackie and I had said this towards the end of the reunions and stuff, and just like all the the fallout afterwards. Mm-hmm. It in in our opinion like went completely too far. Like when yeah. they were pretty much telling Raquel to go kill herself. Yeah. Like it was really actually not okay. Yep. Um. And it seemed like, yeah, she did something wrong. Yes. Let's keep in mind, she didn't murder anyone. Nope. She made a really, really, really big mistake. And she deserved for her friends to be angry But to have, like, millions of people telling you to kill yourself. In addition to, like, your actual friends. In addition to your friends. I wish that, okay, maybe I'll take, I would like to see Raquel still on the show. Of course. I don't think she should be fired. I think... People deserve. I don't think she was fired. I think her, oh, her she, family told her like she you, couldn't do it. She can't like. No, I. I mean, if anyone, yeah, I understand. Of course, of I mean, course, of I course. wasn't. I didn't have to deal with that yeah, extent. It's true. But I do think that, like, it's all stories, and there eventually is redemption for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's and, so true. and also like who knows. Ariana could fuck up next season. Right. And then d- is she the devil suddenly? Right, right. And then is Raquel redeemed? And it, Yeah, like it's just that's that's these the shows. Nature. And everyone forgets immediately. Yeah. And next thing you know, people might be hating on Ariana because she's doing so well. Right. And it's like she didn't choose like that. Likeability is a prison. Like, but, well, so that's why I'm a little nervous of her. I'm nervous about... I'm yeah. nervous. I'm just a nervous Nelly. No, I feel that 100%. And I do actually have like a lot of sympathy for Raquel. I have sympathy for Raquel, but I also have sympathy for Ariana a little where I wouldn't be surprised if this season... Some people start turning on her for like how many they're opportunities because they're and jealous. It feels like everyone on the show has been through things. I feel like I heard Stassi talk about this on maybe Lala's podcast, where it was like we've all been cheated on. You know, mm-hmm. Jackson, Kristen, and Stassi season one. Like mm-hmm. that's the same exact thing as Raquel, Tom, and Actually, there, yeah. there wasn't this like the show was smaller, obviously, and it was like less surprising because like Jackson, Kristen were both <laughs> insane. Um, <laughs> 
but they've all kind of bled out like I mean Lala and Randall like mm -hmm. everybody's had like this big thing and there hasn't been this like wave of global love adoration money opportunities so I could definitely see people getting like annoyed yeah and if she messes up even slightly Villain. people are waiting I yep. think yep 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 um, and that is women in the arts it's so true <laughs> but Tom Sandoval uh, is continuing uh, his you know uh journey of thinking people want to hear him play music and he went on the masked singer and he did not win surprisingly he uh i think it's the second week like he literally just got out i do have to say that nothing bonds v vanderpump rules more than the love for music it's so true between dj james kennedy lala gold sheena oh, top man you're a bad man <laughs> and then what was that song lala and james wrote together where she's like singing on the floor and she's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obsessed. As someone who's been on a reality show, not one person. Actually, no, Kyle did put out a. I think he put out a rap song once. Who? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was reading. Oh, oh no, Kyle, Kyle. Who? Kyle Cook put out a rap song once. No. People don't talk about it. Um, I mean, enough. Bravo Music. <laughs> what is your favorite? Let's be for real. Luann. Yeah. Well, she, Good as Gold will always be it's great. It's actually a really good song. Luann has some, like, actually. She say la vie. C'est bon. bon. C'est bon. Of course, money can't buy you class, but not enough yeah. people talk about Simon Van Campen's iconic song. <laughs> I am real. I am real. It literally like wasn't a song. He's is he singing or rapping? Singing. Well, he wore red leather pants and he sang it on Watch Rappin's Live. As someone who has put out absolute bangers yourself, do are there any bangers coming up? Did you enjoy the process of making a banger? Should I try to make a banger? You should. <laughs> I actually found the process to be incredibly stressful. Yeah. Um. I love, like, I love the fact that I have two songs. Like, I'm not seriously pursuing but a like music career. But, like, good songs. I love my songs. I'm obsessed with my songs. Would you rather go on tour for stand-up or, like, six songs? Okay. So, whenever I'm, like, about to go on stage, I always think, like, imagine if all these people were here just to hear me, like, sing a song. Like, that would be your dream? If, like, I had, like, a full roster of music and, like, you were buying tickets to hear me and, and the same amount of tickets were being sold mm -hmm. to see me. That's, like, for me, that's my dream. Like, I have the best job in the world. I yes. love doing stand-up. But I'm always like, if I was here to like be a pop star, like uh -huh. this would be so much more. So fun. comedians are famously very jealous of pop stars because I come up with an hour of material, yep. tour it. Mm -hmm. For me to come back to your city, I can't. I have to come up with a new hour of material. Mm -hmm. That's fifty plus jokes. Yeah. So you can. There are people who have done two hit songs, one hit songs, mm -hmm. and can do a whole career based on that one two and a half minute song. Yep. So like, but, we're so way, jealous. We are, but. I think as a stand-up, it's a much more intellectually stimulating job than like, I think for a lot of people singing the same songs over and over and over again mm -hmm. for 25 years, like mm -hmm. is, it's actually miserable. Mm -hmm. Yes, like Madonna's like, if I sing like a virgin one more time. Right. Like, I mean, think about Celine Dion with the residency for so many years, <gasps> same fucking 15 songs. Like it's a lot. Wow. But also when I listen to music, I listen to the same song 400 times. 100%. But then it's like eating a certain food. Like you get hyperfixation hyper and then you're over <laughs> it. You could never eat it again. Done. <laughs> Well, um, Tom Sandoval released a statement. Oh. He sang I Ain't Worried by One Direction. It's actually um, an amazing song choice. Mm -hmm. And he said, making my debut as the driver last week. Oh, yeah. So he got eliminated on the second week. Mm -hmm. was so rewarding. It felt so great to get all the love from the panel and the audience. Something, as you know, I haven't gotten much of lately. As a kid, I always wanted to be famous. I, model, I modeled, I acted, and of course, I sang. I was always waiting to become a household name. I just didn't know it would be everyone hating me. But I'm here to show the world that I'm more than my mistakes. Being here already feels like a healing experience. Getting to share my talent instead of my drama is exactly what I needed. So tonight, I'm going to keep my eye on the ball <laughs> because I'm not ready to take off this mask. This is the thing. He's also on Special Forces. 
no, he's making money right now. And he has a dumbass podcast that no one listened to. But I do have to say, when you're going through a hard time, you could like sit in it or you can just keep moving, keep working. working. And like, I do respect that he's not giving up on life. And like, at no time do I ever want anyone to be like, life is not worth living yeah. because of the hate that they're getting. Yeah. So I have empathy in that way. But I do think... Um, he should stop. <laughs> I agree. Is that what you were going to say? You basically... Yeah. Well, like, you could take a second to, like, reflect a little. But I do want to say the vitriol, I like that word. Love. The vitriol that that man has gotten, I hope that you girls give the same energy to men who have cheated on you, you. and don't take them back. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, fuck that dude. And then their boyfriend's just, like, Doing cheating the same thing. day after day. <laughs> do you remember that phrase that everybody in, like, middle school used to say? I am rubber and you are glue. What bounces off of me sticks to you. Uh-huh. I feel like that's literally Tom Sandoval. I don't know why I feel like nothing penetrates him. I think it's because he's, like, an actual, like, diagnosed narcissist. Uh-huh. And so all this attention albeit negative it's uh-huh. attention yes. you know yes. it's not debilitating him like yes. it would a normal neurotypical person he definitely enjoys that everyone knows who he is which is sick yeah because uh, i remember like a feeling of i hope my name's not in the news today yeah because you're 100%. just you're just like please no one yeah. say my name mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i like like earned attention like yeah. i don't even like the attention of like oh i saw you on the show i want someone to be like oh i love your pod like that yeah, like something like you worked and put out you that's earned like li- there yeah. not just like oh i saw your face once yep. somewhere yep but he's it's giving like a like women ugh, just when you hurt a woman and then you do well, it's, it, it's it's like, it makes us all a little of, upset. Of course, no, and Raquel is over here like fighting for her life. No, I know. And it, what's his deal with Raquel right now? He's still playing along with it. Like, we might be, we might not, no, might not be. No, she's like, I'm done. He's crazy. Um, And he's like, I wish her well. Okay, whenever a guy says, I wish her well, like, that's bad. He wants to kill her. And, and also, like, he hurt her. Yeah, of course. He hurt her. Why are you wishing me well? Why are you wishing me well? You should not. Um, our fifth and final story. Last night, Selena Gomez had held an event for her Rare Impact Fund, where she's like, uh, her Rare Beauty, like, charity. They do a lot of mental health work. And people were really surprised to see her kidney donor, Francia Reisa, show up on the red carpet, and she did an interview. She says the ups and downs in her Selena Gomez friendship had nothing to do with the kidney. And, like, sorry, I'm just not buying it. <laughs> Francia Reisa is sharing some insight. I love into- the kidney's the main character. No, I know. <laughs> Sharing some insight. Cut into to her. the kidney. Let me hear the kidneys. No, and by the way, <laughs> Francia Risa went on Ben's podcast and spoke very openly. She's like, there's no beef with me and Selena. But then she's saying there's ups and downs here. Right. And like, her and Selena like went through like a year where they didn't talk. So question mark. I don't know how that drama made it to the public. Like how they didn't keep that on the, the No, low. because Francia um, was Unfollowed like, was her. leaving comments. <gasps> so... Somebody had posted that uh, Selena Gomez did an interview where she said her only friend in the industry is Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. And Francia Reese saw it and was like, wow. Taylor Swift's been in London for the last three years. And yeah. I'm out here giving you organs yeah. whenever you need. Vital organs. Vital organs. <laughs> and so she was pissed. Women in STEM. And then um, Selena actually responded to that comment and was like, I wasn't like talking about you. Like they were like beefing. So we all knew. And then then they're both like, it's all good. So we're like, but what did we just see? Like yeah. don't gaslight us. Yeah. So here's what she said. Sometimes I feel like people need to spend time apart in order to grow. <laughs> we had to almost go on our own journeys to grow. I needed to take some time for myself and figure out what the hell was going on with me because I was not okay. I went through a lot in my childhood and I will be talking about it very soon. Mm. Selena has been such a huge important supporter of that. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm really not. It's, uh, that was a good publicist. 
that yes, was yes. a good publicist. It feels like maybe Francia was like rogue for a little while. Yes, she was rogue and now it's back. Now it's being reeled in. I mean, Selena's dealing with a lot of friend drama in the public what eye. What else? Remind me. Hales. Oh, yeah. Well, they were like never friends. Yeah. But apparently they were seen at a dinner together. They weren't. Oh, it was the same restaurant, they were different at the times? same restaurant. Like similar timing, but completely opposite sides of the restaurant. Mm. Like never approached, never collided. Mm. No, I got, I fell into that rabbit hole too. <laughs> yeah. Like not me believing everything I see on the internet. I need to become a little bit more of like a critical thinker. Yeah. And like a more um, nuanced consumer <laughs> and educated yeah like I, I know better than to fall for that but yeah. here i am also like these ai images <gasps> like it's really like it's fucking me up like i see these crazy things i'm like oh my god no way was taylor swift spotted out with kanye like but it's literally yeah. ai it's just for clickbait i know and it's working because i'm clicking how are you feeling about i have to bring up travis kelsey yeah. and um are you getting overstimulated by it i am actually i didn't even choose a story about it today i noticed um and I want to protect Taylor because, like you said, she's at that level where mm -hmm. you get spoken about so much. There's only one way to go. Yeah. So I'm doing my part in not speaking about her. I love that for you, supporting her. I also feel like the Kardashians are so mad right now. I know. Because there was like a year where they were that. like when Kim, Every single day was when it Kim. When like Kim and Pete and mm -hmm. like there was just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, that was them. And they they haven't been that for a while. And now Taylor's it and it must be tough. And especially with all the hype with the Eras tour. Like every celebrity flying to every single show. Yes. And then the six shows in LA. And like I'm sure one of their kids loves Taylor. No, it's Taylor's world and we're living it. Yeah, and that must be hard. Do you think that she... Did she sell out the movie on... Um, it, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, I'm sure it has sold out. Yeah. It's about to hit uh, like a AMC record. It's going to be like the highest grossing movie like ever made. Because people were like, oh, it's like good promo right now. Yeah. Also, is it true? Sorry, just want my last two seconds yeah, about because you know everything about yeah. her. Did she say no to the Super Bowl? So I just had this conversation with another co-host. For many, many years, Taylor was a Diet Coke ambassador. And it was the Diet Pepsi. I mean, it was the Pepsi halftime show. Yes. So she was not allowed to do it because there was a non-compete. And then for many years after, I believe that non-compete extended. Yes. And she wasn't allowed to do it. Then most recently, Apple Music uh, became a sponsor and she was immediately eligible. Mm -hmm. um, and the Eras tour conflicted with it. And I'm sh I don't know if they approached her formally, but she has not done it yet. I'm sure they've asked. Yeah. She will do it, I'm sure. Because it's her, like, one thing that she hasn't, hasn't done. Is it crazy to say, like, I think she's too big for it? I love that so much. Like, can, like people were saying that they think she's going to be the headliner at Coachella because, like, her schedule had a break for the weeks of Coachella. Mm -hmm. I, like, I literally think she's too big for Coachella. Also, these these football teams being like, hey, you're invited anytime to our game. I'm like, Thirsty. your $400 ticket? Thirsty. To her to see a game that she doesn't care about? They're, everyone's being, everyone's showing their true colors. So, yeah, Mark Cuban, thirsty. Everyone. Sorry, don't just throw her pussy around like that. Yeah, her no, like, golden pussy. Respect. On her pussy. on her pussy, 100%. It's it, it's annoying me because also she's like helping men, which mm -hmm. is like inevitable. It's, it's inevitable when you're making so much money that some men will benefit from it. It's so true. It's so true. Like our husbands. Literally. <laughs> That's literally. We are the Taylor Swift of the podcast. World. Mama's working. Mama's working. Go away. Give me a sign. Give me a soda. Give me a Diet Coke, which is so relatable of her. I know. <laughs> I loved her Diet Coke era. And it was also like when her album Red was coming out. So like everything was red, Diet Coke yeah. red. And it was just like, she was like this, I'll never forget the commercial, her like sitting backstage, like writing a song, listening to Diet, I mean, drinking Diet Coke, like obsessed. I do have to say though, I think the Diet Coke girlies are not okay. We're not. Like people don't talk about it. I have a crazy thing to say. 
I'm actually like more of a Diet Pepsi girly. <gasps> like my house, I'm a Pepsi house. But of course, I, every, anytime I go out to a restaurant, I'm like, I'll have a Diet What Coke. happened to you as a kid that made that it happen? It was a recent transition. Oh. Well, actually, I'll tell you a little bit about it. First of all, like I always knew in my soul, like I actually liked the taste of Diet Pepsi better. But like branding wise, I was like Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Coke. <laughs> and then right before I got like big canceled in 2018, uh -huh. I had locked down this enormous deal <gasps> with Diet Coke. It was like the probably the biggest, like most accomplishing thing I'd, I'd, I was ever going to do. Yeah. And of course I got canceled and all my brand deals fired me mm -hmm. and which was understandable. I like, wasn't mad. Diet mm -hmm. Coke was like, we're out. I'm like, Oh, of course. Um, but then they released, you were like, thank you. <laughs> then they released a statement that like made the news cycle pick up my cancellation um. again. It like started a whole other onslaught of mm -hmm. drama. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I'm like Diet Coke causes diabetes all the time. I was like, you really, you actually, I don't know if that's true. I'm you just didn't have to go that spreading hard. Like rumors. you didn't, there was absolutely no reason for you to release that statement. It like, is, it is sad. I hadn't posted any content yet. Like the partnership hadn't even begun. So they could have just canceled it. So it literally it. tastes. No one needed to know. It tastes like. Bitter. Bitter. Bitter herbs. <laughs> and then herbs. I was like, you know what? Fuck Diet Coke and now I can actually live in my truth. Mm -hmm. Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Diet Pepsi caffeine free. Like you bitches are sleeping on it and everybody gives me so much, so much shit. Like, it's like, it feels good for me to know that you're dumb and I'm smart, you know? I, I do think, because I have people who, in my life who would drink like eight Diet Cokes a day mm -hmm. and they're like, there's no sugar, there's no calories. And I'm like, then what's in it? Aspartame. Heroin. Heroin. And, and I'm also in my Ozempic journey. I'm, so, I'm like, I'm down to one soda a day. Wow. And usually like a treat. I'm wild though. Like this is actually like so much weirder. I, I like Dr. Pepper. That's not weird at all. Diet, diet. I think it's underrated. Do you die Dr. Pepper or Dr. Pepper? Either or. Diet Dr. Pepper is literal like heaven. It's, it's like so the same. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Diet Dr. Pepper doesn't. Get, I think Justin Guarini, he's the, they made him small. When I realized <laughs> a few years ago <laughs> that the man in the Dr. Pepper commercials who sings just the sweet ones was Justin Guarini of, mm -hmm. from Justin to Kelly fame. I, that for me, like that was a canon. That, was, that was your Roman empire. Nobody could interfere. <laughs> like I was Shook. Shook. Talk about a rebrand. Um, Hannah, if anybody wants to follow you, tell them where they can do that and tell them about all your podcasts and your upcoming stand-up oh, shows. yeah. Listen to Burner Phone with me and Dez and, of course, Giggly Squad, course. which is my pride and joy, my baby. Um, follow me on TikTok. We're TikToking. We are TikToking. We're always TikToking. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, oh, we, oh, I forgot to update everyone. We finally made a toast TikTok. Finally. I, I was like hoarding because I wanted it for mine. I, well, what I do is the Giggly Squad when it's like my favorite ones yep. I'll put it on mine okay. but otherwise all of them go on the Giggly Squad okay TikTok. good to know good to know and you could I think yeah you figure it out so it's the toast pod so make sure to follow us there because good like, for you thank you because you guys have the best clips thank you Um. also I do have a tour I'm trying to sell tickets in Hanover, Maryland I don't really know where it is Maryland but girlies yes. show up and show out show up show out Um. I just announced Reno, Madison, Milwaukee I love Milwaukee a lot of places yeah Milwaukee's very fun going on tour actually like really makes you appreciate how much like how many better cities there are than New York as they're cleaner they're safer they're more efficiently run they're very like new and modern their trains work yeah as a new people from New York you know we're all like oh New York is the we, best we're so great I didn't realize there were other cities no I was like this is fully a city no Milwaukee is <laughs> absolutely gorgeous this it's time of gorgeous year. and they have all these old towns mm -hmm. and beers I love Charlotte Oh, so many great towns. So cute. I I love a vintage shop that I find because mm -hmm. vintage shops here it's like three hundred dollars for, for a, a sweater with mites yeah. and bed bugs. <laughs> and then you go to like Milwaukee and it's like ten dollars for Prada. Yeah. Also, there's this comedian Ryan Hamilton who has this great joke. He's like, people say New Yorkers are like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And he's like, see if a New Yorker can make it somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. No, by the way, it's so true. <laughs> like Paige and I, when no foods. 
like well, available deliver. at 11 p.m. We're like, what? How do people live? No, how do people live though? Like, does there? I guess they just go to sleep at, like a normal person. Maybe they're on Ozempic. <laughs> Actually, Ozempic's everywhere. It should be. It's literally the best, most life-changing drug. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Sponsor me. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, thank you so much. This went by too fast. It really did. An hour and 12 minutes. We're so verbose. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. We have listened to podcasts. Find us at Toast and Five Star Review about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.